We're Courtney Gilroy, Gina Quattrochi, and Jordan Strobeck. Our direct sales business brought us together, and it's our full lives as six-figure mom entrepreneurs that bring us here to share all of our best experiences and education with other moms building their social selling empires during nap time. We're so glad you're here. Welcome to the Social Selling Collective, the podcast. It's no secret that becoming your own boss comes with an overflow of positive perks. And there are also not so obviously positive parts of business ownership just the same. The tasks you'd rather not do, but that are essential to the health of the team. In today's episode, we're touching on a real part of leadership. Maybe not the most fun, but certainly a part of fundamentals. And that's navigating conflict well in business. Dealing with conflicts, kind of like how you don't love taking out the kitchen trash, but you need to do it so the whole house doesn't stink or you get sick or you turn into a hoarder or whatever. <laughs> it's actually a really good analogy. That is a good analogy. I love that. <laughs> if you don't take out the dang garbage, then it's going to crowd out the more positive and enjoyable parts of the business. The very reasons you were showing up in the first place, right? The longer you wait, the more toxic the workplace environment. And when you're a parent entrepreneur, especially in this time of recording, when the majority of us are working completely from home, that toxicity permeates out and down through the rest of our family living situation too. So as a leader, I want to be finding the conflict so that I can match that problem with a solution quickly and not interrupt the flow of the team. But more than that, I want to create a culture where my team can bring problems to the forefront without me having to find the problems and that they feel that they're safe to do so. As a leader, it's my job to make that conversation space approachable first. So if I'm the one in conflict with someone as the boss, we're not seeing eye to eye, the energy feels negative in some way, whatever. It's my job to lead by example for the exchange I want to see and to create that space and, and lead. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I actually was thinking as you were talking that I think this is great topic for business, but it's also just a great topic in any relationship, right? And confrontation and conflict arises in many different facets of our life. Right. And so personally, I hate confrontation. Like it, it makes me nervous and sweaty and you know, my face gets like beat red. I don't like the idea of conflict. But more than that, I do care about the things and the people that I love. So in other words, I love my people, my family, my spouse, work, friends, like you name it, right? All, all those facets more than I hate confrontation. So if I see or smell conflict looming, and I love what Courtney said too, I try to be approachable so that other people can come to me with, you know, conflict or, or if, if they have an issue, I, I love like nipping things like that in the butt. Um, but if you let things linger, it can become really cancerous and dangerous to that working relationship or, or really any other relationship, you know, that, that you want to insert here. Um, so in years of practice, I've come up with a few keys to conflicting well, and this has taken years of practice, right? Like this is actually, in my opinion, a really mature skill to hone. Um, and it's something that I've worked with my therapist on a lot and, and, and really worked at, right. It doesn't usually happen really naturally, I think. Um, so I've come up with these three ways that I really like to address conflict. And so first that's identifying the root of the conflict. 
and, and there are so many ways of doing this, but you can really consider like what's fact versus what's an assumption. And Jordan, I think you do so well with this and constantly reminding me that, um, this is really important though, to identify because it gets us sort of out of our own brain, right? Like if we can let things just like build up in our brain and, and start to assume and think that they thought this and we write that story. Right. But when you identify the root of the conflict, it allows you to maturely approach the person with that, you know, conflicting topic at hand. And then number two is empathizing, right? I'm a really empathetic person. So I think really trying to understand all parties involved in the conflict um, is really important, right? Like it can't just be all about you. Um, I take the time to really think through all areas. So who, you know, who is affected by this? What might they be feeling in this situation? And how can we, you know, work on this together? It really helps to not be reactionary, which is something, again, that I've had to work on in myself because I naturally want to like quickly fix things or quickly react. Um, And I think both of these ladies know that it's just a work in progress, right? Naturally, that's how many humans are. And then thirdly, in my opinion, what's so important in conflicting well is just communication. We talk about this a lot on this podcast, but I just don't dance around things. I'm really black and white. I think that if we can just air things out and and talk through them and lead through them with, you know, authenticity and grace and I, I mean, you name it, but like, let's just say what we're thinking, right? Like, let's not dance around. Let's be adults. Let's think, you know, maturely and honestly and vulnerably. And I think it just can be really powerful in resolving an issue, right? So yes. that's how I think oh, I go about it in a healthy way, but I'd love to hear Jordan what you do. Yeah, no, I love that. And here's the deal right? It, I think a lot of people have the assumption that if you have conflict, there's, there's a lack of health and that's actually not true. I think the health of a relationship, whether it's a business partnership or, you know, your significant other is not lack of conflict. It's how healthfully you deal with that conflict because we're humans and humans are flawed and everywhere we go, you know, we have our little flawed natures that can mess things up or, be too reactionary or say something that maybe like we hurt somebody's feelings or, you know, whether it was consciously or subconsciously. Right. And so I think it's really, really important when it comes to handling conflict, um, to always assume the best of that person's intentions, right? Go in assuming the best, assuming that they did not mean to do that or to say that. And, and I think when you assume the best in people, you go in, from a place of you're not putting them on defense right away, right? I think that's the worst thing for conflict when somebody comes at you with this accusation and all of a sudden they feel like they have to jump to defense. And now you have this tense situation that did not need to be tense, right? You go and you set the tone for how that conflict is dealt with. And I think that tone always, always needs to be gracious, right? Always needs to be gracious and always needs to assume the best of that person. And then also, I think when conflict comes at us, right, and I mean, maybe somebody approaches us about something, it's important to really spend time reflecting, right? Instead of going again into that kind of reactive mode, that defensive mode to say, listen, Gina, I hear you. And listen, I, I absolutely want to apologize for any way that this may have hurt you. Would it be okay if I just took a little bit, like a day or so, just to reflect on this so that I can give you the proper response that you deserve, right? And then actually do that, actually reflect back and ask yourself, is this true of me? Is there a seed of truth in what Gina's saying to me? 
what can I learn from this experience and how can I become better? Because listen, it's hard, guys. It's hard. It is hard when somebody brings something to your attention, right? It hurts. It stings a little to think that, oh, like maybe we there's something to this. But this life is about growing and becoming a better human and a better person. And 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 so use those opportunities to grow, right? Those these these little tense moments that arise to actually grow as a person. Um, and I think also part of the reflecting, it's great because it allows you to sleep on it and you have a much clearer head and probably a kinder tone with a good night's sleep. And so it's not like not dealing with it on the spot. It's just asking for the space to get a good night's sleep, be reflective, have a clear head so that when you go back to that person, you can truly have a productive conversation. And, you know, it's funny, something that Gina had suggested to me, Gina, I don't even know. I feel like we're constantly doing this with our relationship, even though I would not say it's formally done, but you brought up the idea of having feedback sessions with each other. Mm -hmm. And I think even with social selling collective, right, we've had a couple of these calls where it's sort of, it's feedback sessions. Hey, this is how I work best. This feels stressful when we do this. Right. And I think it's a beautiful thing, whether it's a significant other, whether it's somebody that you are working closely with business, you know, with within a, a business partnership a lot to have feedback sessions, whether they're, you know, impromptu or they're more formally scheduled so that you can share ideas about how you can work even more effectively together so that you're being kind of preventative or um, proactive about not, or pre, what's the word, preemptive about conflict not arising, right? Because when you have those feedback sessions, you're putting things in place where conflict's less likely to arise. So anyways, I know I was going on and on. No, and I, Jordan, I, I love I that. Just, Can I just piggyback on yes. what you're saying really quickly? Because I totally agree with you. And that goes back to kind of what I was saying is that's just a really mature way to be proactive in your business, right? Because it's challenging. And it, like you said, it's, it's sometimes hard. I don't really like to hear that sometimes my tone can be harsh or whatever it may be, but it is so eye opening and it can, it can really positively affect our working relationship, right? Like we've done that in the social selling collective, Jordan, you and I have done that, you know, we've been in business for six years now. And so we've definitely had to go through moments of conflicting through things to make us better, but that's what it always does, right? Like it really, it's such an opportunity and it's an area of growth. So I, I mean, I love that. I think that's so good. I, so, and I just have to say to both of you, because, you know, this, what we're doing here at social selling collective is a lot, right? It's, it's, it's what we're passionate about, but building a business on top of another business, on top of being wives and moms, we are juggling a lot. And I just want to say here, Thank you to you both because I, I am so grateful. It's not that conflict hasn't arise, uh, arise, is that the word? Risen. The word. Risen. I'm like, that is not the word I need to arisen. Thank you. Um, but it, but to do it with you both is just so beautiful. And it's like, gosh, I just love working with you both. I truly do because you are both so mature and thoughtful in your responses. And um, anyways, thank you. It's just, it's such a joy to be in business with women where conflict really, really is done well. Oh, well, we love you, Jordan. And I obviously feel exactly the same, Gina. I know you do too. And, and I think that conflict can be such a gift. And, and I echo everything that you've both said. When we started the Social Selling Collective, we've made it an intentional space to be able to 
have conflicting conversations or whatever you want to call them, because we knew starting this business that it was an opportunity for growth. And if you're starting your social selling business, if you're refreshing your social selling business in a way, this is the opportunity for growth, the opportunity to say, well, if the space hasn't existed yet, it's going to exist now. I'm going to really set this container. I'm going to love my people more than I hate the idea of confrontation. I'll really choose to consider first what is fact, what story, and I'll empathize with all parts of the the conversation, what my side is, what someone else's side is, and and be authentic when I communicate, share honestly. It doesn't have to be harsh. It it shouldn't be harsh. (laughs) And, And when you lead with those steps, then the conflict can really be healthy, assuming the best having a gracious tone, choosing reflection over reaction. I mean, those are all incredible nuggets to take away from this episode here because the best of relationships really do include conflict in a way that sustains growth and encourages it even more. So to wrap it all up, take out the garbage, get out in front of it, invite conflict in a healthy way, and let that be an incredible tool for you as you grow your empires. And until next time, social sellers, thank you so, so much for listening. This episode might be over, but the conversation is just getting started. Join us inside our free community for moms and direct sales at socialsellingcollective.com slash community. They say motherhood and direct selling takes a village, right? If you loved what you heard today, please consider sharing this with your downline teammates so they can grow alongside us too. And most importantly, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for choosing to be here. We'll see you next time.